This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Radiant Reflections. It's uh, a Monday morning here in the studio. It's when we always record. This is episode 59 Right, I was I was hoping you knew. I think it's fifty nine. I'm totally psyched out now. Rod after, knew after last my, week after my failure two two episodes ago. <laughs> just, R- like, Rod God. knew last week, so I'm pr- I'm pretty sure this is fifty nine because I think with Rod and Tammy it was fifty eight. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So you you couldn't make it last week. Unfortunately, you had a you had a, a funeral. funeral. Yep. That's not fun. Yeah, yeah. Those aren't as fun. Um, I'll uh, I'll tell you what's pure pure gold though mm. when it comes to funerals. Yeah. Every moment holy. Yes. Volume two. Yes. Volume two. Oh, oh it's a deep gosh. well. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So much good stuff. In there. I just started reading volume three uh, during my morning time. Mm. So just one, and I'm just going to go from cover to cover. Okay. Just read every. I do that every time I get one of those. I'll just integrate it into my morning time, and I'll read. See, one of I those. bounce around a little bit more, like situational sure. kind of things. I mean, because sure. they've got. I'll come back to them. Situational. Such a such a variety of things. I mean. And he branched out for volume three. You got a lot yeah, more collaborators uh, in there. Yep. Origin, yeah. Yep. Well, and also I noticed on Facebook, Josh, uh, I follow The Rabbit Room, which is mm-hmm. the distributors of Every Moment Holy. Uh, they're coming out with a prayer journal version. Jennifer Smith just told me about this yesterday. Every so, because she was asking, hey, yes. what's that? Where did you get that liturgy from? Yes. She says, oh, it's Every Moment Holy. In between, yeah. I think after first service, yeah. bef- like, to the end of second service like she looked this up and found it and she found that she's like did oh. you know they're doing a prayer journal yeah i was like i did not know that it's not out yet but it's coming she yeah. said she pre-ordered it yeah, yeah. So. i'll tell you what i'm excited about maybe i bet you are too next month jmc john mark comer's new new book that's coming out he just keeps cranking out oh. good content man Woo! i'm excited oh, i'm excited of hurry live no lie yes like, garden city just, uh Garden City was good. Yeah. He puts out good content. He does. He does. He's at a new church, like uh, close to Santa Barbara or something now. Well, yeah. He's actually pastoring. He had, is he? Teaching. I mean, he's a teaching pastor of some kind. He had, he had alluded to a, a California move when he yeah. spoke at Expo. But he didn't know what he was going to be doing. But yeah, it was kind of a yeah. gray area. Because Tyler Staten uh, so moved from Brooklyn, yeah. took over Bridgetown, which uh, praying like monks or living like fools, praying like one of those... There's monks and there's fools in the town. Yeah, Tyler Staten, that's a great read. We've talked yep. about that a couple times on this yep. one. Uh, but yeah, so this episode uh, 59, we'll say. If it's not, if we're wrong, you guys will know. Yeah. Uh, and I know we're getting really close to 1,000 subscribers. You know what? Uh, I haven't even looked. Uh, uh, last uh, I knew it was like 917. Okay, well, um, we keep cruising upwards, But with man. the Chups appearance yes. last <laughs> week, I feel like that's going to... They they really well they, they really, are they're pretty much celebrities they, they are they're, they uh, are yeah they're good people they're great people so. but we are drinking some really special coffee so this coffee is coming from a dear friend of mine Eric Pastor Eric Collum uh, he pastors a Calvary Chapel Church it's in Gips, Gypsum Colorado but he's close to Eagle Colorado which is where this coffee comes from this coffee comes from colorful roasters in eagle colorado i actually got a bunch of different bags and it's i will tell you listeners viewers eric knows too this isn't the first time he sent me coffee he sent me coffee a while back and i just drank it 
and I didn't share it with Josh or with any of you. I just drank it. It was so good. But what I really like about this coffee from Colorful Roasters, oh, one, it's, a cool label. it's just like a simple little white uh, kind of bag with a, a sticker on it. It's got a, a vent in it. And then, you know, with a Sharpie, like this coffee is, I still have a little bit of it left. It's from Mexico, Mexico Artiro Ortiz, which I'm, I'm assuming Artiro Ortiz is probably, or Ortiz is probably the uh, farm where this comes from. And this was roasted on the 9th of December. Very, very recent uh, coffee. But I had Mikey this morning grab me some post-it notes okay and cover up the notes okay so you've you're going i in do blind. i'm going in blind, going blind. and i grab he thanks micah so eric knows helping us out with that eric knows that i i love um ethiopian coffees so he sent me this this mexico coffee and then two ethiopians of this size and a, a bag of kenyan he, okay he sent, so what are we drinking today he he sent me a boatload of coffee thanks eric um, yeah, I've okay. never I picked you, Eric, this one because thanks. I've never heard of this, Josh. Okay. This is a region of Ethiopia I've never had coffee from. Okay. So it's from Ethiopia. It is the Musa Abulesa. Abulesa. We'll show you on the camera here a little bit. But this That's is from the kind of Goma Agaro region huh. of Ethiopia. No idea. It is a washed process variety and it is 74110 plus 74165 eric if you what know that what mean? that means i know you know the roaster i do not know what that means other than is it a this is the number associated with the musa abalalesa variety or is it like it's not like height or uh, altitude like kind no. of thing no no, that's huh. definitely not that. But you can see this coffee is very, very lightly roasted. Oh, I don't know that I've ever seen beans that light. It's still very green smelling. It's so fresh. This one was roasted on the 11th. And it has a green, this Mexico coffee. So Joel uh, Wilkinson drank this with me yesterday. And uh, Caleb at, in the green room, this coffee had a peanut butter chocolate taste everyone felt the same way no kidding. and when we when you open the bag it smelled maybe we'll still get it josh we, we gotta see. have we gotta have smell that and tell me you don't smell like uh, reese's reese's yeah. it's yeah. totally i mean we all huh it was a really delicious coffee i still have maybe i don't know 40 or 50 grams of that left uh but any rate so we're drinking this ethiopian again from colorful roasters in eagle colorado uh josh what are you tasting and this was brewed in the um, Ukrainian drip, the new oh. dripper. Um, I taste some very, uh, it's a, a acidity. There's definitely some acidity. See, I know my first couple of sips, I, I was actually, I was going to guess. I was like, is this like a, like a Colombia or something? We've, cause we've mm -hmm. done some that are a little grassy. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit, a little bit of grassy I on this. I think it's because it hasn't fully off gassed yet. Okay. Even though today is what? The 18th. So it's seven days old. It should be it should be off gassed by by now, but it still may be just a, a fuzz green from so, the roasting. So I'm gonna say grassy. Uh, okay. I'm gonna say peach. Peach. I know, like okay. I'm one of the, like the after kind of like that the post swallow. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. maybe it's like I taste grapes and citrus is what I'm going with. Grapes and citrus, maybe even green grapes. I'll say because they're a little more tart. It's funny because I keep saying all these tasting notes of things that I don't eat. Hmm. Fruit, particularly. Well, but I mean, you've eaten it. I have at eaten some it before in your life, it's and I been remember. A while. 
I remember what it tastes like, but yes. All right. So yeah, what do we say? I don't know if I've got a third. I'm going. I'm going citrus, grapes. That's it. I'll, for me. I'll 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 back up your grapes. Okay. Josh, look at you. What's up? Caramelized peach. Woohoo! And lemonade, <laughs> which is the well, tartness, citrus. the there's citrus. citrus. So, uh, yeah, we're going to look away from the camera so you can see this. Josh, for 100 points. Caramelized peach and lemonade. <laughs> Pastor Eric, thank you so much, brother. And I forgot Eric uh, will ask me if I did this or not. So Eric and I have been in a back and forth conversation. We actually bumped into each other at a conference in, on the East Coast. I was making coffee. So inevitably people come around and, and hang out. But Eric and I had a very, very, um, uh, it was a Kairos conversation. Oh. It was a it was a connection. We were talking about Sabbath rest. We were talking about uh, what it means to pastor. It's hard, <laughs> you know, at times, uh, not always. And just had a really great conversation. Since then, we've been talking a lot of books and different things we're reading. He just finished the other half of the church, and he's oh. really impacted by it. Uh, but he specifically told me to tell you, and I haven't told Ryan or or uh, Kinsey, uh, but the lament message from last week was very meaningful to him. Mm. It just really impacted him. Uh, Ryan, I think Ryan's uh, transparency. I, Eric, I will see Ryan the day after you hear or watch this podcast on a Thursday morning this month or this week. I'll mention your your gratitude to him for that service. Um, Which, hey, uh, real quick, I mean, you mentioned yeah. his church. What's the name of his church again? Uh, and his church is called Calvary Christian Fellowship, which is uh, interesting. That's the exact name of the Calvary Chapel I used to attend that was here in our area. Huh. Yeah. So cool. a lot of Calvary chapels don't go by Calvary Chapel. Okay. In fact, um, Horizon churches generally are Calvary chapels. Harvest churches, like Harvest Fellowship, Greg Laurie. Oh. Greg Laurie is, is a Calvary Chapel. So Harvest churches, Horizon churches, and Calvary chapels. And Well, but then you've got some that aren't, because in Sturgis we have, we Calvary, have a Calvary Chapel, Chapel, which is a Mennonite church. Is a Mennonite church. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They are not. Uh, the non-denominate they're a denomination so yeah he is in e, uh, gypsum colorado but i know it's close to eagle which so is a larger city could we haley could you i mean radiant life doesn't have a corner on the market true i'm good teaching that's true we ought to we ought to link yeah throw throw a link to his church yeah uh, ladies i mean yeah. I'm, I'm assuming he's got you know he's got a really clever website his website haley is a calvarychurch.com participle a calvarychurch.com i was like that is clever that's probably that's probably because calvarychapel.com is like been gone yeah. since the 60s or whatever <laughs> back before, the, before internet. the internet when al gore invented it right <laughs> oh my goodness no so Haley, go uh, may I throw a link uh in the description or something yeah just uh so people can connect with this guy that jb's talking about you know an interesting thing too about this guy i met him many many years ago we we partnered I, we were helping them with something i don't know if it was a website or something but he actually introduced me to my first um professional faith-based graphics person and this is oh. terrible, Eric. I can't remember the woman's name. She lives in Menifee, California, but she did like branding guides and she did graphics like way back in the day before it was a thing that churches do. Uh, she was fantastic, spirit-filled lady who designed from uh, a, a place of gifting. And since mm -hmm. then, I've met many, you know, Haley Tallman, uh, Patricia Den Hollander, uh, really great people. Uh, Mark Stees, I'll say oh, another, yeah. another, our, yes. Our whole first round. Yeah. Uh, but, but Eric introduced me to one of the first people in the creative arts world. 
before that was like a thing at churches. Like there wasn't creative arts departments. I think I've, I've known Eric a long time. Um, I think we designed a website maybe for you. I don't, huh. Eric, you probably remember. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but she was a special lady. She was actually, I, I want to say, I mean, she's probably in her seventies now. So she was an older woman who uh, eventually uh, retired from whatever she was doing and began, began to do graphic design, went to school and learned it and was super, super good at it. She did graphics work for, for my company, his production oh, years cool. ago before, before we had this logo, we had a different logo and did Mark do that one? Mark did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mark, Mark did that. I liked him. I had well, like in my, the, the era that I was like running our social media and yes. website and everything. Like I know I probably bothered the snot out of Mark with questions and he was, he was always super cool. Mark is a oh. uh, whip smart guy, him and his wife, Allison, they own an agency in Goshen, Indiana called Steve's design. Probably the best uh full full service design research agency that's faith-based i have ever encountered another plug mark stees is ridiculously capable guy um really really good at what he does but you've got something cool you wanted to share i do i do okay so both of us listen to working genius (laughs) podcast and they always have the they always have the uh, commercials, right? That are oh, unsponsored. Yeah, that are totally, totally yeah. not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. One time they were like, today's episode is brought to you by whiteboards. I remember one of them was Pop-Tarts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's brought to you by Pop-Tarts. Yeah. It's like, well, Pop-Tarts yeah. doesn't. That doesn't make a sense. So we're not but, sponsored, but I wanted to- Well, we like, were today with our coffee drink. This was sent to us free by uh, Colorful Roasters. Well, so, unless Eric no, paid no. for it. Yeah, so technically we're probably sponsored by Pastor Eric. Eric's church. So, Thanks, Eric. <laughs> right on, brother. Uh, no, so this Cheers. is something cool, and I, ta- I can't take credit. I'm going to look away. I'm going to look away. There we go. I don't know if they can see it. It's working. So, uh, Ingrid. Oh, yeah. This is, is where, where I learned about these. Okay. Uh, Lockby. L-O-C-H-B-Y. Okay. Uh, they do planners. It's like a, it's like a, like a canvas uh, binder. Give them some thing. details about like, it, though. So, because so I, when I first saw it, I was like, whatever. It looks like a journal book. No, no, no. Or so a this planner. This is super cool. But this it's is super not. cool. So, you can fit four different little notebooks in here, which it's the perfect size. If, you know, back in our Mark series... Yep. You know, you uh, you got the Mark book. Uh, you can get those for every book of the Bible. Yes. And our uh, our school of ministry students, like we're we're navigating yes. several books in the Newer Testament. Yeah. And so we use these for that. Yeah. Oh, fits right in there. So I've got I've got four little little notebooks in there. This one I've got my my prayer journal. I've got just a a, a notebook mm-hmm. that I use when if I go meet with my counselor. You got something else I see there. Nuggets the quarterly. Uh, no, no, no. This oh, I thought is, that was the quarterly. This is actually a, it's an Advent. Oh, uh, beautiful! Advent, uh, reader. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah, you got a back pocket. You can put extra crap in. Yeah, it's awesome. Um. So, if you like cool planners, he showed me a bunch of other stuff that had like markers and in it and and uh, knives and. Yeah, I I put a knife in everything. Well, you I always. Kind of my, I mean, you never know when you're. Shout need out to, like to the pocket knife people. Yeah. I mean, are, are you my daughters even like my daughters every morning in their jeans they put a pocket knife. That's just how we came up, right? Are you a pocket knife carrier? I like the ones I, with like the little like the little flippy dude. So like. I used to have. I've had a couple. Unfortunately, TSA has gotten two of my well, really really good ones. I lost one ones. a couple of times ago when we flew. <sighs> I lost a couple uh, Ken Onion Kershaws, but right now I'm I'm carrying a Looks little like a spider a spider co yeah. bird robin. This little one. It's not as clicky, but what I like is this little thing here. That's oh. actually where the yeah. It's got a little thing here. 
I don't so know if Spydercos have like they've got a unique blade design. They do. So yeah. it's kind of a, a yep. trademark probably of, of their knives. But if you're a pocket knife carrier, uh, let us know if you carry. And if you are a pocket knife, or maybe you're like a super cowboy person, you're like a fixed blade Bowie knife kind of. <laughs> if you are, I don't know. You're rethink walking it. around with a machete strapped to your back. Rethink it. You don't really need that. I mean, I've got a cold steel Tonto at home that's like this but that for the what? blunt the blunt side for of it you could cave someone's head in with it i mean oh. like this thing is like it literally it's like probably a quarter inch thick as a general um, rule ladies and gentlemen don't cave uh, people's don't keep people's heads in no this is bad no. and illegal like i mean that's very like, it's, this uh, knife definitely you could not carry this so in what this. did why what did you get it for so this was back in the uh uh the bug out bag days Oh, so this is part I of mean, my. I, I, I bug can out appreciate bag. that. Yeah, it's it's a bug out bag. Like it's got a water filter in it. It's got like a spork. <laughs> you know, stuff is like it that. a tactical spork? It is. Where well, it's like it's a spork, but also you could like kill a wildebeest with it. This kind of thing. this bag is made by Maxpedition, which okay. you know all you know for the la the la pol uh, police dot com people um, or the Maxpedition dot com people. Uh, yeah, it's a bug out bag and it's it just sits in my closet. It's got, you know, firearms and bullets and whatever. Just like, don't take my stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like deeply like what it. it is? But I love, but I love. Yeah. See, I mine is more of a, and I'm not like some crazy prepper. Like, sure. I mean, th those people are out there. Uh, we we had a little bit you of know that. You what? If, if things go sideways, we'll probably all wish that we were like you. Yes. But, but, yes. Like, I like. I like to have a couple of things. Yeah. It's like I keep a backpack in the back yeah. of my van. It's Twice. got some of those emergency blankets. Yeah, it's got. I got that. It's too. got like a little shovel. It's got yeah. you know, just some different things. Like, dude, you know what? I was in California years, several years ago for work, and my wife at that time we had a big diesel truck. It was oh. a Ford. Well, oh, the excursion. You had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Seven I first three met diesel. You, you guys had that big old truck, right? I mean, this thing's big. You guys had like a. Didn't you have like a rack or something on top? Yeah, this too? thing was it like was we like... could defeat Costco every time we went. It was yeah. it was monster big. But so I was in California and it was that week that we had like snow apocalyptic negative 50 degrees. Oh, like the polar vortex. Right. I was in Sierra Leone that week. It Dude, was awesome. I, I bet you you probably love that. <laughs> well, I put the additive like you when it gets that cold, you got to put this stuff called diesel stop in your truck to keep the keep the diesel from gelling up and you got to plug it in all this blah, blah, blah. I did all that stuff. My wife gets stranded alongside the road because it gelled up even because it was just like so cold. So cold. One of my neighbors, uh, I don't know what they did. They towed her home or whatever, but it was negative 50 outside. I don't even know why she was out driving. She shouldn't have been, but she's she's a pretty stout lady. Uh, so yeah, we, we thought about bags and jumper cables and all that kind of jazz at that yep. time. Yeah. Yep. So there's yeah, another question for listeners, viewers. Do you have a bug out bag? Are you of that that persuasion? And if you do, I'd be curious. Now, I mean, yeah. it probably varies. What do you have in it? What do you put? Because I actually have again. This yeah. is yeah. this is probably way we're way down the. I mean, look at the time. We've been talking way oh, too long. Wow. Well, now, but did you start that before? No, we did. I like started. Our... I I don't think so. I think we've literally been talking that long. Okay, so wow. we got to go. So bug out <laughs> bags, lock fee planners, cool. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We had a message yesterday at church. We did. We should talk about that. We did. So as you guys know, listeners, viewers, or if you don't know, uh, you know, it's the Christmas season <laughs> and you would think that we would be having uh, Christmas messages. A uh, little more than a couple weeks ago, Ryan had this sense that God was telling him to do just kind of a left turn. 
um, and do a two-part series called Lament and Peace. And, and last week's uh, message was deeply meaningful. Again, Pastor Eric, where the coffee came from, it really impacted him. Um, and so Ryan focused on lament last week. Those that watched or listened, you heard a really, uh, a very real life example of a couple, uh, Tom, Tom, Tommy, almost was Tommy. I got their, their names mixed up. Rod and Tammy Chubb, oh, yeah. who actually went through a very terrible thing in their life mm-hmm. and, and came to a place of biblical lament. They started with grief. And, and if you haven't watched that, go back and listen to it. Uh, but this week, Josh, uh, yesterday, uh, Ryan, you know, kind of began with this imagery on stage of a cloud, like this moving dark gray. And he asked that question, you know, uh, all of us have felt that sense where we've just been under a cloud. Josh, I don't know, you're you're stationed in life. Talk about how that's impacted your life if you found yourself under a cloud. Yeah, I mean, I I think I've got a pretty, I've had a pretty cushy life. Like, I don't know that I would say like I've had like Mm -hmm. anything to where it's like, holy crap, end of my rope. Right. Type stuff. Right. Uh, just, I mean, just some different seasons of, of change and shifting. Um, you know, I had it, I mean, I'll, I'll go back a ways. Like, um, and my. You lost your cousin. Well, yeah. 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 That was, that was, yeah. We. Yeah. 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 There are, there are seasons. You've experienced some things. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there there are those times, and mm-hmm. and in those times it can be hard. And and I and I liked where Ryan went with that yesterday, right? Because you know if you go back to his lament message, you know he talks about that that first step in that model of lament is mm-hmm. you know, getting honest. Yeah. And you're talking mm-hmm. about what should the world be like, and but what is it actually like right now? What am I in? And I think people get stuck there. And you know, and Ryan started the message. Uh, he started the message yesterday, kind of talking about this 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 question of like, do you ever feel like, man, where's God? Mm-hmm. Like, where? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like he's here. Yeah. You know, how did yeah. he? He said, you know, you know, does he even see me? Right. Does he even see me? Right. And and, and we can ask. I think it's okay to ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, where is he mm-hmm. in this? But if we get stuck there, uh, that's not a great. That's not a great thing. Mm-hmm. And, and we, if we, if we if we never move into those kind of second parts of like actually turning to God, mm-hmm. laying everything bare before him mm-hmm. and then, you know, sitting in a place of, Hey, despite all of this, these things are still true about God. Mm-hmm. Right. It's important to turn that corner. Mm-hmm. You know, you could, you go to, uh, well, I mentioned every moment, Holy volume two. Yes. You know, you talk about my cousin for me, that was actually very helpful. So they have a... They the liturgies ha- were helpful, you're saying? The liturgies were yeah, helpful. Yeah. I mean, okay. they have one in there specifically for those that are wrestling with losing somebody to suicide. Yeah. And, and like, I would read through that, and it's... it it McElvey, Michael Douglas, Douglas mm-hmm. McElvey, or however you mm-hmm. pronounce his last name. Yeah. Right, like, he wrote this thing, and as I would read through it and pray this prayer, it's like, whoa, like... These are the words that I didn't even know that I wanted to say mm-hmm, mm-hmm. put so beautifully. So so for me, like that was part of it because throughout those liturgies, right, it, it acknowledges the very real uh, hurt, the very real pain, the raw emotions that you can feel, mm-hmm. but it turns the corner. Yes. Like it, it always turns Points that to corner God. to point yeah. us back to God. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how about you? What are some... 
Yeah, well, I, I feel the same as you. You know, I, I didn't experience a death in my life. I'd never even attended a funeral until I was almost 15 years old. Mm. Uh, and I lost my grandmother, which I didn't really know her that well. Okay. You know, she lived out in Arizona. And I lost some friends in high school, like uh, car accidents and that kind of thing. Um, but it's, I said this yesterday to Rod and Tammy, or yesterday, last week. Uh, and I've said this to others. Josh, I think in the grand scheme of things, I haven't suffered a day in my life. Mm. I really haven't, you know, no. yet. Now, I know that's coming, you know. I know that those that that that's going to change in my life. Um, I say I didn't phys- uh, suffer physically even mm. until, and I had kidney stones before, which is a suffering. Is not a, <laughs> that is really awful for those that have experienced it. But I had the, uh, a bout with migraine vertigo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that puts you in a hard place, man, bro. That was that's the one time I could say that I had a real suffering. Like that was horrible experience. Mm. Oh my goodness, worse than kidney stones. And kidney stones are terrible, mm. uh, but for physical. But in terms of like emotional suffering, um, you know, I, I, I shared with you this is like on a kindergarten basement. <laughs> not even in the galaxy of comparison to anything that's been mentioned on this episode or others. But when I lost my dog, it was, it was hard for me. That's okay. That's like a real thing. It was hard. I think people underrate. Yep. Dude, I, it was hard. And, and I don't know why. So in back 2020, 2021, like in the span of like a year, year and a half, I lost three of my grandparents. Mm. Right. But, but it it was like, it was like, Oh, like it's sad, but also, Mm I mean, Grandpa Harum is ninety six years old. Yeah, loves he's, Jesus. He's got dementia, like he's yeah, he's doing all right now. Yes, same. You know, yes, yes. Grandma Harma, chronic pain for years and yes. years and years. Like she has relief from that. Mm-hmm. Grandpa Joelman, like he he looked forward to seeing his savior. You know, yeah. in in person. You know, face to face. So it's like there's a, yeah, yeah. It's sad, but there's also like a celebration, right? Dude, my dog Maggie died. This was yeah. you know a few years ago now. Like yeah. I don't know, twenty nineteen something like that. Yeah. I'm sitting on my kitchen floor, sobbing with yes. my children. Like, yes. we're like <laughs> oh yes, we, oh yeah, we, that was like yes. a. I actually wrote a, I wrote a blog about that because I mean cause so so yeah. Maggie actually she died before I lost any of my grandparents. So I'm like I haven't experienced any real right. loss to that mm-hmm. point. I was like getting hit by a freaking train. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, because it's a daily companion, you know. I, I think with grandparents, they're not. I I was sad when I lost my grandparents, but they weren't daily companions. They weren't people that I I did life with growing up, like as a kid. Even I I knew them sort of at a distance. Loved them dearly, and I was sad to lose them. Just lost my grandpa John here a couple of years ago. Uh, but when you have that daily companion, and so you do, you start thinking about, uh, especially when you get over forty you start thinking about your own parents. You start thinking about, you know, your, your in-laws, you know, you start thinking about people. It's like, these Mm -hmm. are people I do life with. Like these are people Mm -hmm. not to mention the horrific tragedies that happen, you know, where like we experienced it at radiant, a a nine year old boy Mm -hmm. or over at grace, a man who was 43 or 44. Jonathan was, yeah. yeah, Tragedies. Like this is not 90 dementia loves Jesus physically suffering. Let's be whole. This is like, this doesn't make sense. Right. Um, 
which is why we do need to turn to God. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, the way I've, I'm recognizing this, which is what I love what Ryan did when he said that lament is Christianly. So grief and like sorrow and sadness are, are how we feel. But lament is, is sort of this turning process towards God in, as a means to cope and deal with pain mm-hmm. and sorrow and grief in ways that will shape us more towards him even more, if I could say it that way. Um, but that wasn't really where Ryan uh, camped yesterday. You know, he started by saying we were under this cloud, but then he really quickly went to Colossians three. Mm-hmm. And I, I have got a question for you. Okay. And then, <laughs> you know, one of one of Ryan's solutions towards, you know, moving from lament to a place of peace, which is what the the topic of the podcast was yesterday, was Colossians three two. set your mind on things above. Right away, Josh, you can see my writing right here. And I'm going to ask you <laughs> what's above. What's above? <laughs> what are the things above? I want to know. Oh, crap. No pressure. I've got, I have some things okay. I think too, <laughs> but so, cause I know like my, my mom would quote this verse often. You're thinking of whatever things are good, true, oh, lovely. For it. Yeah. 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 Okay. But are those things above what's above? Well, so my, my knee jerk reaction is we know that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father. Yes. Hebrews tells us to fix our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of our faith it comes up. Yeah. So that would be my immediate go-to yeah when we fix our eyes on things above we fix our eyes on jesus mm-hmm. who is ultimately the source of our peace mm-hmm. right which ryan came to regard yeah, yeah no, no matter what we are are facing here on earth like that doesn't take away what jesus has done for us mm-hmm. right and we know that ultimately any suffering we experience is temporary mm-hmm. and i mean like paul says and i'm going to butcher the paraphrase like, mm-hmm. like the suffering we experience now isn't even worth comparing to the yeah. the glory and beauty mm-hmm. that we'll experience in eternity. Mm-hmm. And he says, you haven't suffered unto bloodshed. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, is an interesting thing. It's like, you pansies. Yeah. What are you complaining about? I got beat to death, man. <laughs> he, the, the, the weirdest thing is this, this, like this thinking about things above. I think, okay, here we are in Sturgis, Michigan, whatever the lo- latitude and longitude is. We're sitting here in this studio. Did Paul just hear us say what we said? So... Because like we're thinking okay, of the things okay. above. No, no, no. So this gets into, well, go uh, elsewhere in Hebrew. What is it? Hebrew 11. It's like the we're throng. surrounded by such a great a cloud of witnesses. Now. What do they see? Now, this, there's some debate on what that actually means. And maybe, are you are you in the camp that would say, oh, yeah, like Paul actually, he just heard I have saying. no idea. Okay. I have well, no I clue. I don't know if that, no. Because, because some people will take that and yeah. say, oh, we're surrounded by such a great, look at everyone, yeah. everyone that's gone before us. They're just sitting there with nothing better to do than watch us right. screw things up all the time. Yeah. No. Uh, versus, I think if you read that that the, the hall of faith yep. that you see in Abraham. Hebrews chapter eleven, mm-hmm. what they're Again. saying is you have again biblically a witness, somebody who's who can testify to something. Mm-hmm. We're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. These people that they didn't even get to experience the mm-hmm. the fruition of the promise, yet they lived in 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 this place of trusting in God. They, they are witnesses Mm -hmm. in the sense that they testify to the goodness and faithfulness of God by their actions. And so we can hang on Mm -hmm. to, Hey, look at, they've seen the faithfulness Mm -hmm. and goodness of God. We can, we can live by their testimony as witnesses to to what they saw. And, and which actually gets into something that I was kicking around, like in, in the terms of this, 
uh, message, right? Like sometimes we, we have, we have this amnesia, right? Like maybe we're in a season and, and there's a cloud, mm-hmm. there's a cloud floating above mm-hmm. and we're just, we're focused on the cloud and it's like, we're, we just struggle to, to, to shift our focus to the things above, right? Mm-hmm. To shift our focus to Jesus, you know, whatever. And it was like, oh man, like it's the end of the world. It's, and I'm not trying to like minimize anyone's, you know, struggles right, or the cloud right. that you're facing. But it's like, we, we, we see these things and it's like, we, we get into the space of questioning, oh man, does God see me? And it's like, man, cause, and, cause I've, I've had this at times. Like one of the ways I've seen God prove himself true over and over and over and over and over like ad nauseum that he says that he will provide. I've seen that my whole mm-hmm. life. Like I've, I've seen God provide. Mm-hmm. Right. But there have been times where it's like, Oh, you know, something just broke on the, like, Oh man, what are we going to do? Yeah. And, and I'm freaking mm-hmm. out. Like mm-hmm. I've seen God prove himself true. Why am I worried about this? Right. Right. And I, and I lose sight of the fact that he's proven mm-hmm. himself true countless times. Right. Why do I think, Oh, this is the one that he's not going to show up. Yeah. I don't we lose know. our peace. And we lose, yeah. We, yeah. we we lose sight of of you know what he's what he's got going on. Mm-hmm. I had well, you know, right? Like I was invited into a to a, a group of guys to essentially to do hard things, right? So for a week, and you're doing hard we stuff. Got, well, so we got up every every morning <laughs> at three forty five because man, it's at, at toes in the water. We got we got in a lake at four thirty every morning for a week, and it's December, y'all. And we we go from that, and we. We go work out. We did. We there were several different components. Yeah. But but the thing that was challenging, I had I had nights a, a few you know a few days into this, like I'm laying in bed at night thinking I don't want to get in that water in the morning. I can't do this. Like man, this is crazy. But then I had to catch myself like, you've already done it. Like yeah, three you four die. five times. Like you've you've already done this. Yes. Why why are you freaking out? Yes. Like you. Yes. <laughs> this is but we do yeah. that with God all the time. Like no. oh no, like man, he's yeah. he's just not there. It's like yeah. God is, God has proven himself faithful, mm-hmm. time and time again. Yeah. And we we we've got such this this short term memory or something or law memory loss, to where like oh man, like this is going to be the time he doesn't show up. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. He's going to show up. Sometimes that lack of peace uh, can be a lack of trust, mm. you know, because yep. when we say, you know, what, what do we really believe? We're saying like when we talk about bills or whatever it might be. It's like, but we say we believe in a God we haven't seen who became a man, lived a perfect life, died and redeemed us to the love of God. Mm. That's what we say we believe, but we don't believe x or whatever it is and we have this turmoil and this lack of faith and peace um so go go back to your original thing yeah what's so what above? would you say these things that are above what, what well is... i meditate often uh, i think about what paul talks about in the fifth chapter of uh first thessalonians he's talking about eternity he's talking about the coming of christ um he's talking about what heaven is um and he says these words in first thessalonians 5 he says uh comfort each other with these words And so I think when Paul says, set your mind on things above, I think what Paul's saying is to think literally about heaven. Mm. Think about the realities that we know that heaven is going to be. What will it be? This is going to be a a place where there won't be an emotional immediate response to the mentioning of a loss of a loved one, because Mm -hmm. there will be no, that tear, Mm -hmm. that feeling of just darkness and loss. It will not, 
exist. Mm. You won't be able to feel that way. Right. Even there'll be no death. There'll be no disease. There'll be, uh, so you start meditating on, on the things that are, that are eternal. There's no time. There's no flesh and, and, and a sinful nature in between us and God anymore. There's this perfect and beautiful union between us and, and our, our bridegroom. Mm. Uh, there's a feast, there's eating, there's a, so you just start thinking about heaven. And I think when Paul talks about first Thessalonians in first Thessalonians five, he's talking about the return of Christ. It's like we have, we are having these bad days. We're having these clouds like this. And he says, comfort each other with these words. What are those words? Jesus is coming back. Mm. He is mm -hmm. coming back. And we, we oh yeah, wait, <laughs> wait, he's coming back. <laughs> Jesus is coming back. Like he's coming back for us. It, it may not be in our lifetimes. We may fall asleep in him and, and, and awaken his presence, or he may return like biblical end of times kind of stuff. It's going to happen. Some, some generation is going to be the generation. We don't know what it is, but that's what I think of when I think about the things above is really meditating on heaven. So do you think, have you ever heard the, uh, that, that I uh, will call it a saying, right? But the, uh, uh, so heavenly minded, they're of no earthly good. Yes, <laughs> I have heard that. So do you think there's a balance point there? I, I, mean, do. I, I mean, obviously Paul tells us, hey, like focus on these things above. I do. I think it's in but, relation to the cloud. Okay. Right. Because on a daily basis, uh, we, we live out of the reality of what we understand heaven is going to be like or what it is like. Um, but on a day to day basis, that doesn't always inform like, how do I create a small group at Radiant Life Church to bless the 10 or so people that come to that said small group? Um how do we inject or weave the reality of heaven into that? You know, um, you on during your hosting time, I heard it, Josh, I heard it. I heard the, we are statements. I heard them. I was like, yes. Uh, I think that's another thing about thinking above is identity, mm. right? So to say, uh, thinking about things above, Oh, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah. That's why like, for me, I don't like to say, the NACAAA thing that I'm a drug addict or I'm an alcoholic. I get it. I understand it. There's a reality and a truth to that. But I want to say uh, February 28th, 1999, I was born again. And Ryan kind of hinted at this, that when we start turning towards things, mm -hmm. um, pseudo peace mechanisms, mm -hmm. we identify uh, with that as a place that's giving us peace. We find ourselves in addictions. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. The umbrella, you know, how you use yes. that, that imagery of the umbrella. Yeah. And we, we try to alleviate some of the aspects of the storm mm -hmm. that don't actually that dark cloud. accomplish anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we always, I think we always kind of catastrophize things too. Like you see a dark cloud over you. I've been, you know, we live in the Midwest. There's dark gray days that they're dark and gray all day, but that's all they are is dark and gray. Sometimes we have dark and gray days where it drizzles. Sometimes it comes down torrentially. Sometimes we get tornadoes. Yeah. Like sometimes we, you know what I mean? But if I went outside every day when there was dark and gray clouds and was freaking out, like, take you're, cover. You're, you're hiding in the basement. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because, oh my gosh, the clouds are gray. There's no sunshine. Uh, I think we're going to have an F12 
that's not real f5 uh <laughs> tornado see how i catastrophized even the, you the you f made, you yeah. made up your own tornado yes, rating system. yes yeah that's a tornado rating system like burrows through the earth to the other side of <laughs> that's right just they're like feeling it in china everything <laughs> but we do that though you know oh, uh, yeah. and, and ryan had these 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 three central things to remind us of and i loved how he pointed us to jesus you know we get into this dark cloud what what do we have to remind ourselves of jesus left the tomb right jesus didn't stay under the great cloud mm-hmm. like it was it was a there was a resurrection the, the grave couldn't hold him jesus lived a supernatural life like his whole life he chose obedience was empowered by the spirit and obeyed all of the commands of god and ultimately ryan said colossians 3 2 what did jesus do mm-hmm. he looked to heaven Jesus was talking about his father, this other reality. It was so strange to the people on earth. What is he talking about? Like he's talking these parables, but he was speaking from an eternal mindset. How can we do that? Yeah. Well, and again, it's all rooted in the identity, right? Which I think is the, we are statements. I mean, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like you said, but I I think so, so often we get off track Yeah. and it's, it's so much of it boils down to us having an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Like we forget or we never really learned who it is we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that, that gets us sideways right from the start. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's why we have to stay present in the scriptures and present in prayer mm-hmm. because that continues to affirm our identity. We, we begin to learn who Jesus is and who we are when we talk to him, when we hear from him in prayer uh, and when we read the, the scriptures because the scriptures are this holy living document that the uh malcolm wilde uh an old songwriter pastor calvary chapel guy uh, it's a black and white portrait mm. that's what it is the bible is this black and white portrait of jesus and so we can read it and oh man i didn't know i could see uh, jesus in in the book of leviticus and the in the cleanse <laughs> the laws of cleansing but <laughs> jesus but there he is he is there <laughs> he's everywhere in the scriptures mm. Yeah. Uh, now Ryan says something I want to uh, double click on a little bit. Yeah. He says, make sure that we don't equate peace with comfort. Mm. And I, and I think that's particularly given our, our cultural <laughs> bent softness. Towards, yeah. Our American <laughs> snowflakeism. <laughs> snowflakeism is real, Josh. I like that. You know, you talked about this group of guys you're doing hard things with, man. I would hate to go like David Goggins on everybody, but part of that is, is like, yeah, we need to do some stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like we need to do some things that are hard um, because life is hard, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but we've gotten so acclimated to such an easy, I think mm-hmm. by and large. Yeah. People, I mean, the fact that there are people right now, you're listening to this on a on a $400 computer in your pocket called an iPhone, mm-hmm. like, like that's while, a cheap iPhone. While you're driving, oh yeah, I know, they're a thousand dollars. See, no, well, but things. what I do, so this is my approach because because <laughs> I can't afford the big ones. Right, I I wait and I wait several several models down the line. Yes, and then I just get it. So I'm always about five five models behind. I'm several so. behind, and I'm not going <laughs> to move on until they bring the mini back. Okay, because I do not like those giant phones, man. I want the smallest <laughs> thing I can get. But anyway. dude, think about how that pendulum is swung. 
right? You right. go back to like the early car phones. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's like yes. a, a cinder blocks worth yes. of phone. And then yeah. gradually, you know, they yes. taper down and you got these itty bitty flip phones. Yeah, the right? Motorola Inch Star Trek. Oh, yeah, dude, like my first, uh, my first phone is a Motorola, Motorola inch and a half color screen. You know, you're like, yeah, man, what's up? Yes. And then they, they went from those itty bitty things to they got bigger and bigger Blackberry. and bigger. To where now it's like, you're basically carrying an iPad mini in your pocket yeah. for a phone. I'm not here for and it. And now they're getting smaller again. Yeah. But the point of it is that we're affluent. Like yes. we have these yes. luxuries, <laughs> you know, we have these luxuries, uh, in particularly in the West. Um, and, and we can begin to, to kind of think because we're comfortable, that's what peace is. And it's just not true. Mm -hmm. Peace with God is not the same as comfort in this world. Yep. And I thought that was a good point he made. Well, I agree. And, and where where we have to be careful, and, and I'm not saying that there's no validity to this, but sometimes you'll see people do this as kind of a, a litmus test sure. to discern. There's a certain thing oh, called like, prosperity gospel like, that oh, teaches this. You know, like, man, I just I just don't have a peace about that. Right. And and maybe, right, maybe there's some yeah. desolation there. Sure. So, so, I'm, so I'm not yeah. saying that this is something that like, oh, like if you've ever said that, you're wrong. Right. No, no, no. What I'm saying is we have to be very mindful that when we're presented with an opportunity, for mm -hmm. example, like, hey, this is an opportunity. Man, I'm trying to discern. Is this something God is calling me into? Is this just man, whatever? Mm -hmm. This isn't really for me. If if we mistake peace for comfort, mm -hmm. right? And we say, oh, well, you know what? That makes me uncomfortable. I don't have a piece about that. And so mm -hmm. we don't do it. Uh, we might be making a mistake there. Yeah. Because God isn't always going to call us into things that are comfortable. His whole, his whole mantra is deny yeah. yourself, take up your cross, yeah. follow me. Like by, by definition, some of those things are uncomfortable, mm -hmm. right? Like crosses, like even if you just have to carry it, nobody ever nails you to it. Mm -hmm. Like that's not a, that's not like a, just a, a little jaunt in the park with a twig. Like, I mean, that's something that, Go back to the cloud of witnesses. There's some there's some weight to it. Yeah, yeah. They didn't they didn't have an easy breezy beautiful uh, just walk in the park. No, <laughs> no. And Ryan Ryan uh, referenced this scripture, but the promises of God, the promise of Jesus, is that you will have trouble in this life. Mm -hmm. You will, mm -hmm. but I will be with you through those troubles. Yep. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Uh, no, I think that's good, Josh. What about uh, Ryan asked this question? Do we look like the world when storms come? You know, this is one of the great gospel messages of our lives. Like when we are able to handle things in a way that points people to Jesus in a way that shows uh, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, my, the maker of heaven and earth. They're like, how are you? How are you making it through this? Like, how are you doing this? Mm. Um, versus what are some of the ways that the world uh, shelters us from life struggles? Well, I mean, you go, go, go back to that umbrella thing. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he listed several. I mean, it could be mm -hmm. media consumption, right. whether that's Netflix or Disney Plus or right. social media. I'm right. just going to mm -hmm. scroll mindlessly through Facebook yep. feed or Instagram. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they just these are things that just numb us. Right. To the to the reality of what we're walking through, mm -hmm. um, you know, he he talked about substance use, you know, yep. uh, alcohol, specifically drugs. mentioned alcohol, but yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, you can any substance that we use, you know, it could be you know recreational use of pot just to chill, yeah, you know, and and that's to numb us mm -hmm. from the uncomfortable reality that mm -hmm. we might be might be living in. Uh, he talked about shopping, 
Mm-hmm. Which gossip. Been, uh, gossip, which that was, I really liked what he did with that one. Mm-hmm. Because he said, man, like, is is what fuels that gossip. Like, hey, at least I can I can paint a picture of somebody who's got it worse than me. So now mm-hmm. I don't now I don't feel so bad. Sort which of a is, cathartic which is a, comparison. Yeah, but it's and that's a false that's a false piece. Yes, it is. Because you're not mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're just saying, well, you know what it could be worse. I could you know, I could be Joe. And uh If yeah. your name's Joe. And yeah, okay. <laughs> Joe's really got it rough. Yeah. So, you know, uh those are some of those things. Just busyness. Mm-hmm. You know, we this is one of the things and, and John Mark Comer I think alludes to this in uh, ruthless elimination of hurry but when it comes to something a practice like silence and solitude mm-hmm. people struggle at times to enter into a, a place or a, a discipline of silence and solitude because it terrifies them to be alone with their own thoughts mm-hmm. so what do we do people we, say that out loud we surround ourselves yeah. with noise mm-hmm. with hurry with busyness mm-hmm. if i just keep moving uh, you know, I won't sit still long enough for this thing to actually register in my brain mm-hmm. that this is what life is right now. Yeah. And and so we just, we, we mask or, or you mm-hmm. know, we just, we slap a veneer over some of the negative things we're walking through. Mm-hmm. Um, to mask it. And pretend like it looks just great. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Josh, you and I have talked about the spiritual disciplines and practices a lot on this podcast, but uh, one of the practices that I think, two of the practices I feel really are, they go very well together, is fasting, mm-hmm. so time, periods of, of not eating food, mm-hmm. um, and silence and solitude mm-hmm. together. Uh, you know, denying the body what it needs, food for a period of time, and also having silence at that same time is a very powerful way to open oneself to the voice of God and to hear God uh, more clearly. And he speaks in those times. He really does. Um, My question coming out of that whole section of the message um, is, you know, ask yourself listeners, viewers, what am I turning to? Mm. What am I turning to? Um, My wife and I, we pray in the morning for our kids. Uh, That's one of our prayers for both my boys and my daughters, we pray pray similar things every day for them, but we pray, um, Lord, may you be first in their lives. May they be what you turn to before anything else, before relationships with, with other friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, uh, before careers, before success, before money. We want all those things. Like I want all my kids to have spouses that make their lives meaningful. I want them to be successful in their careers and their lives. Of course, I want them to be uh, thoughtful about how they plan for the future, all that stuff, you know, but the number one thing Mm. is what are you, what are they turning to? And Jesus, will you be first in their lives? Mm. Because I think everything sort of domino (laughs) falls into place Mm -hmm. Uh, when Jesus is first, mm-hmm. seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things all will these be things added. We added you. And it's true; it really is true. Yep. No, but um, I, th- I think that's where you know, rather than those those false peace uh, endeavors that people uh, chase after, this is where going to go back to last week. Mm-hmm. Talk about lament. In lament, we don't we don't mask the pain. We don't mask right. the the emotions. We face it. We we turn full on mm-hmm. to God and, and we lay everything bare mm-hmm. and that can be uncomfortable, Yeah, but that's where the healing happens. Again, yeah. we just, we keep again, putting this veneer over it. We're only kicking the can down the road yeah. and probably compounding things because guess what? Yeah. There's this cloud right now. If I never deal with the kind of the, the, the hurts mm-hmm. and hangups from that, 
well, the next time I get a club, that's just added on top of it. And eventually I've got just this weight that's, I, I can you no human being alive can, can mm-hmm. carry that alone. Right. I feel like too, Josh, when we, when we turn to the things of the world to get out from underneath that cloud, or we just exist in that cloud. Another thing that we do is we, we open ourselves very wide to the attack of the enemy. Mm. So now, now not only are we under the oppression of grief and sorrow and pain, sadness, whatever it is, uh, but now we've got a lying voice in our ears. You know, like you said, that compounds and compounds and time passes. That thing isn't dealt with. That thing isn't uh, healed. And now what was a mouse in your life is an elephant, you know, and now you've got you've got a uh, a big thing to deal with. Big question, Josh. Uh Oh, I hopefully I have a big answer. I am. (laughs) I definitely am. I lean more towards the darker uh, ways of perceiving things in terms of half, <laughs> half glass empty. Is it possible to have complete and whole peace in this life? Complete peace? Yeah. Now this isn't a cop up. Def- what does that look like? Def- define that because I don't want to. So even in the midst, and this is very much Advent conversation, right? What do we know about this season that we're in an Advent, right? We know that it is a celebration and, and a waiting for Jesus. We know that Advent over time, history tells us it eventually kind of, initially it was a celebration for just the coming of Jesus as a baby, as a human. So incarnation, Advent was really around incarnation, but it, it slowly began to change third, fourth century uh, to thought talking about the second mm-hmm. coming of Christ. So there's a kingdom is here, but not yet the amount of peace. I guess what I'm hinting at is the amount of peace that I think that we can experience in this life and that we, we can have is still a veil. It's still a glass darkly. It's still, it isn't all, it isn't everything yet. I think I would, I would agree with that. I mean, because we, we, we have not experienced yet the final restoration of all sin. Yeah. 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 Now, and, and you look at, you know, peace, it's that word shalom, right? There's a wholeness mm-hmm. and Christ has redeemed and begun the restoration process mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but not every way because we still exist with a, a sin nature. Mm-hmm. You know, we still live in a broken world. And we live around people who have not. And we live around people who moved don't towards even Christ. have that, yeah, that yeah. connection. So, yeah. yeah, I don't think we will experience that complete wholeness Mm-hmm. shalom or peace until the final restoration of all yeah. things. Ryan said, uh, peace is not the absence of problems. Mm-hmm. Man, did that stick out to me. Um, and at that, my comment a couple of minutes ago about prosperity gospel, you know, for those listeners, viewers don't know what that is. That's a, that's a form of, it's a false teaching mm-hmm. in the faith that says that if you just believe God enough, oftentimes it's coupled with financial faithfulness. If you just give enough to, to this particular ministry, um, if you're sick, oh, it's just because of disobedience. Mm. You just don't have enough faith. Like you don't have enough faith to drive that Lamborghini or whatever it is. Um, God wants you to be healthy, whole, and prosperous always, every time. But when we look throughout the scriptures, what does it say? Jesus was a man of sorrows. Mm. In this world, you will have trouble, but in me, you'll have peace. I love that because a lot of times, and that's when that lying voice gets into our heads. Like we're getting under that dark cloud. See, he's abandoned you. Mm. He's left you. He doesn't love you. He's He's letting this looming thing happen in your life. He's not. He's not going to. 
He's not going to deliver you. That does not mean that you're outside of God's will. We've talked about this before. Well, and it's and then it you know the enemy utilizes toxic shame mm. to I mean because if you if you subscribe to like a prosperity gospel type teaching, there is no where, shame, it, yeah. where it's like okay, hey, uh, if if you have enough faith, you won't ever be sick. You'll always have enough to pay the bills. You'll mm. always, you know this that and the other thing. Yeah. Uh, well, then if I'm sick. Oh man! Like, now my relationship with God is in question, right? And now the Whew. the enemy utilizes toxic shame. Like mm-hmm. you, you aren't a good enough Christian. You yeah. are, you don't have enough faith. You don't have. Yeah. And then then we internalize those things. Mm-hmm. Go back to the identity crisis, mm-hmm. and and we take that on as our identity rather than mm-hmm. the things that Christ has accomplished for us. Yeah, right? it's a very very um, I think in your face rejection of the grace and love of God. It's mm-hmm. an Isaiah 14. It's an, I will ascend mm-hmm. because I control all of my actions, control everything within my life versus no look. And to say there are some struggles and things that come into our lives and, and like the chups shared, would they ever wish that or hope for what they went through? Never in a billion years. Tammy sat right here and said that, but they've seen God use it. They've seen God use this. I mean, the book's getting ready to go into, I think they said Cuba or Haiti soon. Like it's getting, so God is using, uh, God does use these things. Peace is not the absence of problems. No, I think, I think prosperity gospel is like a, you, you do some Bible verses a la carte, marry that with the American dream Mm -hmm. and our idea of like, Oh, God gave Mm -hmm. us the, you know, pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Ah, That's not in scripture. Right. Like that's right. it's not in there. And in balance uh, to that, there are some really interesting things about, you know, God blessing people who give. Like there's some there are some real things. People who give particularly to the poor, people who support widows and orphans or to to those that are are vulnerable. There are some blessings. They're but not always temporal. Right. You, no. We don't always see that. It's not always yeah. sometimes. And this is part of that prosperity. Eternal. Like we think it's like this. Oh, well, hey, if I give X number of dollars here, mm-hmm. I'll get X number. No, no. We, we want an equation. It's not right. <laughs> one plus one equals like two. Plug it into the formula. Yeah. And, uh, With Jesus, it's, it's like you, you're going to do one good thing here on earth. And this reward in heaven is going to be a, a jillion. Like that's his math. Well, you know? I mean, so in in a conversation with his disciples where he's talking about, you know, and his disciples come like, man, we gave up everything to follow you. Yeah. And he's like, hey, like in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. A hundredfold. Mm-hmm. Again, now I think prosperity grabs a hold that says, see, look, mm-hmm. he's not talking. If we look at what happened mm-hmm. with most of the disciples, this was not a temporal thing. This no. was not a hundredfold here and now. No. This is into the into the realm of eternity. I think prosperity gospel people grab realities of heaven that are only meant to be experienced, declared and, ex- and known in eternity. Hmm. They bring things into the temporal world or attempt to bring things in the temporal world that there's still this veil. There's still this limitation of, of our existence in earth or this incarnation in flesh. When we're out of this, all that stuff's going to be different, hmm. you know? Ryan said something else I thought that was amazing. Peace, this definition, think about this definition of peace. Peace is the awareness of God and his promises in the midst of problems, Mm. not the lack of, but in the midst of problems. It's an awareness of God and his promises. Those promises harken back to our conversation earlier, promise of heaven. Mm -hmm. What's heaven going to be like? Yeah. 
Uh, real quick, I see we're over an hour. Um, yeah, get going. But he wrapped it up talking Three about questions. the things, you know, because in, in John 16, 33, his, kind of his home base, mm-hmm. he says, I told you these things, right? So mm-hmm. we go back and look, what are some of the things that Jesus has said mm-hmm. that we can kind of hang our hat on when it comes mm-hmm. to peace? Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is he says that you are loved and liked by the Father. I'm really glad mm-hmm. that he included that second part. Because, mm. I mean, do you ever have, like, we're called to love everybody i'm i'm kind of glad there's not a command that says we have to like everybody because there are times where it's like you know what i love this person but i sure don't like them right now uh, maybe that's just me though no that's just me. uh but but he said he's like god loves us and he likes us yeah it's not just this okay i love you but man you're kind i struggled of a, with it kind of a punk i struggle with that unpack that it, Sometimes some of these ways that we talk about or relate to to the creator feel very anthropomorphic. Like, hmm. does God? What is? What does it mean that the creator likes me? That feels very. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. If I get the, I get the sentiment and I understand it because it's a beyond and that bifurcation of love and liking. I see it. But but I think too. I think it's helpful because we have such a messed up view of love. So Mm. maybe in other cultures, they wouldn't have to say that, right? Maybe Jesus' original audience, they don't have to say that. But we've, like the way that we've kind of developed uh, our ideas about love, like we have to to double down on that. Sure. Because it's like, hey, whereas maybe to to the original audience, they know when they say, hey, God loves you. Yeah. They, this had more weight. It was this full, like sure. more encompassing type of love than mm-hmm. what we, because I mean, I love, I love my wife, I love my kids, right. but I also love tacos and good coffee. Yes, and I love you know uh, when it doesn't snow outside, and I love yes. and, and we've so watered. And you down. love cold plunges, Josh. Uh working on it, okay. working on it. It's dude. <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought? thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Here we are. That's right. Because you do them too. I do. You do them too. I do. And neither of us likes cold. No. Which is uh, why, again, when it was pitched to me, hey, we're going to do hard things. Because for me, yeah. that's very, I like to be warm and snug and cozy. Every day, like, Josh. Yes. I, so I, I go through an entire conversation in my head every single day to talk myself out of it. <laughs> it's so hard. Like, it's so hard. Like, every day, I'm, I, just, I don't need it. I, like, I did it yesterday. I, I'm, well, I'm good. I'll just tell these people whatever that I, this is the reason I didn't do it this week and whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I'm in a cohort, and this is something I told them was my physical discipline for this this next uh, period of time. And that's what, you're going through this whole thing to get to, I said I would do this. Mm. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I told these people I'm going to do it. Here I go. I don't like it. Uh, but the other thing is also about affirming language. Now, I don't want to get too weird here. I, I, I felt the challenge of God. I was, I was looking in, uh, I think it's in Job. I shared this with you. Um, you've heard my language. You just spoke it too, because our language is the same. I hate the snow. I hate <laughs> the cold. So I'm reading in Job and, and, and God, there's a scripture in Job where it says that God sent the snow. Oh, son of a gun. This whole time, like, I feel like every time the cold and the seasons happen, and there's Psalms, Psalms that talk about God, you know, yep. the circuit of the sun, which causes seasons, da 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 da. Like, I'm complaining against God. He's the creator. So, this year, this winter particularly, I, I'm trying 
to shift my spirit towards mm. gratefulness and thankfulness for things that I don't prefer, mm. but are still good. They're still good things. There's a reason that snow happens in the Midwest. Well, and I'm con- and I'm convicted every year, like when I'm like, all right, Lord, hey, if we just keep the snow away, then I'm like, you know what? There are people that make a living plowing. Running, yeah, yeah. You know, they do snow plows. They run well, ski resorts or like, I mean. The water for the fields when it melts. And there's, the, I mean, there's, no. the Lord is a, a master ecologist, obviously. He, he, yes. He put it all together. Yeah. But no, uh, uh, statement number two with peace in Jesus. And this was from Hebrews seven twenty five. You could look these up. Romans eight thirty four and John seventeen twenty. Uh, another reminder of peace is that Jesus right now is praying for you. Mm. He's interceding for you. And he knows what you're going through. He knows what that cloud is. Yeah. And he's there praying. Right. I mean, his prayers are getting answered. Ideally. Yeah. Say, cause, cause guess what? If we pray anything according to the will of the father, mm-hmm. Guess who knows the will of the Father? <laughs> Jesus. Well, but Jesus does. I, I don't even think that he prays what we pray. I don't think he's like no, 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 no. parroting. No, no, no. Oh, no. His prayers but, are but like. I, but what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is, like, he he is fully in tune to the heart of the Father. Yes. So the for thing, me. For the, thing, and the you. things that he prays for me. So can I trust mm. that that he is praying the will of the Father over me? And then can I trust that What's happening? even though I might not understand it. Yes. That, Sovereignty. Okay, this is the will of the Father. Yes. Go to the garden. Mm. Right? Hey, Lord, here's here's what I I would prefer, mm. but not my will, your will. Yeah. Like, can we have that same type of mentality in the in the face of a, a dark mm-hmm. cloud? Mm-hmm. Hey, Lord, I'm going to trust that y- you've got something in the works. I might not understand it now. I might not understand it ever mm-hmm. because I'm I'm not granted the privilege of understanding everything and getting a, a full picture mm-hmm. on everything that happens in the world because we're not God. No. Yeah. Can I can I sit in a place of trust? Which I mean, you talked earlier about how mm-hmm. you know this lack of peace can be. Can also say that there's a lack of trust there. I think that those are the prayers that move heaven. Mm. When we say to God, I, I shared last week that was a turning point in my own walk with the Lord or beginning walk with the Lord. When my mom began to to pray to God, an awful prayer. <laughs> He began to pray, do what it takes. My dad, I'm sure they both prayed, do what it takes, do what it takes to change Josh's life. Oh boy. <laughs> that, that began to a humbling process, a crushing, you know, a, a place of, of a forced bending of the knee. So those, I, I just wonder if Jesus isn't, isn't praying that God, I know how much you love this person, you know, do what it takes to bring them as close to us as, as can be whatever that might be. And, mm-hmm. but instead we, we, like Ryan said, one part in the message, we try to pray our way out of that stuff. We try to pray our way on, you know, out of, out of the cloud when the cloud might be the actual thing that God has intended to shape and make you mm-hmm. like Jesus. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't say it yesterday, but I know in, maybe this is just in the conversations uh, with Ryan, like over the years, like, but what if we took the approach in those times and, and, and our prayer wasn't, Lord, get me out of this. Lord, like, what do you want to teach me through this? He said that yesterday. Did he? He did. I told, I, w- I wrote it down on my notes. He did. I'm, I'm like, I don't know if he said it. So no, he did. Maybe I, yeah. was just, I was writing it down as he was saying it and I just yeah. totally mentally spaced. That yeah. last question or that last uh, affirming statement about the peace of God, Josh, you, you have that? It says Jesus comes to us through Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about this often, right? The, the the third person of the Trinity dwells within us as mm-hmm. followers of Jesus. You have the Spirit. Yeah, mm-hmm. always with you. Mm-hmm. 
So no matter what we're navigating, it's you know it might feel as though God is distant, but He's no more distant than you are because mm-hmm. He's with you. Yeah. So it is the the Spirit is the is the presence of God with you, mm-hmm. right? The they are all one, but God is in heaven, and Jesus is at the right hand of God praying for us right now. The Spirit is this this tangible presence of God here on earth not in heaven here on earth and so we have that and we carry that and mm-hmm. that's why I think Paul always says uh, be ye being filled with the Holy Spirit you know it's a constant like, and Ryan has mentioned this as part of his quiet time Lord fill me up today fill me fill me with the Spirit I need the Spirit I need your presence to go through whatever dark cloud uh, mm-hmm. comes today mm-hmm. um, fantastic uh, message yeah, uh, two good. part series on lament and peace if you haven't watched it uh, or listened to it listeners viewers uh, I saw Chad put it out on this very podcast feed. It came out this morning, which is Monday when we're recording this. You'll hear about this on Wednesday. But every Monday, uh, Chad, our tech director, produces the Bible teaching ads a little open and close and throws that out on, on the Radiant Reflections podcast feed. So check that out. Keep liking and subscribing. You know, if you haven't subscribed uh, to the YouTube channel and to the podcast feed on the platforms of your choice uh, in the audio world, do that. I only listen to the podcast I subscribe to. Um, and when someone sends a podcast to me that I really dig, you subscribe, <laughs> I subscribe and I go back to like, right now I'm listening to the unseminary cause Ryan, uh, Ryan sent that oh. to us a while back and I'm still listening to episodes back from 2019 cause I'm just kind of catching up playing catch up playing catch up so do that uh share this podcast maybe there's a person you know right now it's like they're just coming to your mind and they man this is a eeyore sort of person that's under that dark cloud all the time they're just living under the condemnation of the enemy they're living in a place of grief sorrow and sadness and they haven't shifted towards lament maybe maybe it'll take a little act of bravery text a link to this youtube text a link to this podcast feed share this this two-part series with someone that you believe needs to begin to trust god more go towards him with their pain and sorrow and then experience the peace of god that surpasses all understanding um josh what else i think i think that's good i i had like a total kind of a side we're off next week but but i yeah uh yeah because it will be christmas next Next monday's christmas day so Merry Christmas. Yes. Hopefully we'll see you at uh, Christmas at Radiant Life. Uh, yeah. A.K.A. Mm-hmm. Carl. Carl. 2023. That's right. Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, this this Saturday, the 23rd. Um, and then Sunday, 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We'll be live streaming our 11 a.m. service as well, just like we normally do on Sunday. So three Christmas services, all going to be candlelit, all the same thing. Uh, it's going to be a wonderful experience. So maybe you're a listener or viewer. And you live in the area, but you never come to Radiant Life. Come out and check it out. Uh, We'd love to invite you. So God bless you guys. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.